God, I missed that. Mac Robinson here on Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin in for JP. Taking you up until midnight here on 92.3 The Fan. You guys want to tweet at me, you can find me on X. Social media reactions on X brought to you by your friends over at Shivin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Again, Mac Robinson taking you up until midnight. And got a great show lined up for you guys. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. But, you know, I've been hearing so much about, you know, this weekend. Look, Browns have it clinched up. And I would say this. It's it's funny because for the first time this season, I feel right at home with where with what I'm used to as a Browns fan. Week 18, we're on to the fifth quarterback in a, in for the team this season. All right, a guy that you literally just picked up off the street starting in at quarterback? Yeah, sure, makes sense. Down to injured running backs, or your top running back out for the season? Sure, you're going to have some other guys in there as well. And seeing the difference of the perspective and being on this side of it where the Cleveland Browns have locked in the fifth seed You're going to find out who you're playing on Sunday, same time Jaguars playing at the Titans. And, of course, you're going to know if the the Texans and the Colts between that game playing on Saturday Saturday night. I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out. And I think that this game has meaning on Sunday just because not only are you getting some of those guys, getting some of those reps for some of these younger, some of the younger players, somebody like a Ronnie Hickman, who you know really has played fantastic throughout this year. But especially, I think that as fans, we gotta have we gotta change our mentality here a little bit. Because and I heard Nick talk about it earlier in the week on Afternoon Drive. I think he talked about the fact that he didn't necessarily want to go there quite yet. You know, he was optimistic about this team. He's optimistic about how Flacco's done, but he didn't want to go and outright say that there could be a deep run for this Browns team. And I've heard a lot of fans, I've had friends of mine that have told me, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. And, and look, I am, I'm a very superstitious person, especially with sports. And so I'm normally right there with you. But with this Browns team, and with the way that they're playing, why not us? With this team, why not the Cleveland Browns this year? Take a look across the NFL. I mean, sure, there, there's good stories, and I'm sure that that's what people are calling the Browns right now. They're probably calling them Hallmark at this point. Because you're getting Joe Flacco, the guy coming off the street, looking like he's ready to pick up his kids from, from practice. Instead, coming out off the couch, able to lead the Browns four straight wins. And not only that, too, he's looked impressive, and I know Nick brought it up earlier, but the turnovers from Joe Flacco, I understand that. Some of them have been dumb decisions, but others have really just been good plays by the defense. And there there are some correctable mistakes in that so this offense can still get better but at the same time seeing a dyna- uh, seeing an offense that is clicking that we haven't seen so far this year obviously with different quarterbacks stepping in but in terms of seeing this team 
And in terms of the mentality that fans should be having here, why not us? You're playing with house money. You have a guy in Joe Flacco where he's playing some of the best football that we've seen from him in a long time. I mean, by the time that you got to 2018, obviously they had taken Lamar, but Joe Flacco was a statue. Now all of a sudden the guy hit the fountain of youth and he's hitting play action rollouts and and dots Amari Cooper down the field. He's making David and Joku look like a Greek god on the football field and not just in warmups. This is a Browns team that's clicking at the right time. That's why the Miami Dolphins, sure, they dropped 70 points earlier in the year. Now all of a sudden you're seeing that, oh, the Bills are going to be the two seed. Bills are going to be the two seed. They're going to beat Miami. It's a done deal. That's where we're at at this point in the year. Miami Dolphins, second straight year that all of a sudden, by the time that they get to the postseason, they're reeling a bit. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, but outside of Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, again, I love the Cleveland Heights native, but he's looking every, every bit of 34 years old. Not to mention the fact that you got Kadarius Toney who doesn't know which side of the line to line up on. And the concrete hands. The Bills team worries me, but the inconsistency there, I just, I'm, they're vulnerable. And that leads me to the Baltimore Ravens. You're telling me that this team Can't go ahead and do it again. The reason why the Ravens were winning by as much as they were in that game is because of a pick six to start the game off and then a couple of other turnovers in the first half that were set up by great field position. You're telling me that the Browns can't go ahead and take care of business in that way? I just think that in terms of NFL teams, the Browns are so well positioned because of their defensive line. Obviously, Miles Garrett, favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Don't tell that to Andrew Filipponi. But they're a favorite. He's a favorite for that for a reason. Even with one arm, the guy is a game wrecker. I mean, hell, you had the the Jets on Thursday Night Football having to double and triple team Miles Garrett just to make sure that he didn't blow up the play, but that sure as hell allowed everybody else to. This Browns team is so well positioned between Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, again, playing his best football at the right time, Dalvin Tomlinson up the middle. Shelby Harris stepping up. JOK in the linebacker in the linebacker room. And again, the the news today, Anthony Walker going on to the IR is a big blow. But Sione Takitaki has stepped up for this linebacker room and really taken on that leadership type of a role. And then you look at the secondary. 
Grant Delpit, dealers with a groin injury. Oh, here comes Ronnie Hickman. Oh, Juan Thornhill goes down again with another calf with a calf injury that he's been coming back from. Oh, yeah, D'Anthony Bell. No, he's going to step up. Denzel Ward misses a few games. All right, yeah, no. Cam Mitchell, he's going to stay. He's going to play in the slot. Greg Newsom playing on the outside. We're good. MJ Emerson having a breakout season. And Nathan Zagura on with Ken and Lima this morning. The fact that he had he was rightfully he was absolutely right in terms of the fact that he should be a Pro Bowler. If you put his stats next to the name Patrick Sertan, easy vote it. But because you don't know MJ Emerson yet, that is the reason why he's off. And that's also where I look at this postseason run. And I think that this is where a lot of these players are going to become those household names. The only reason why you know Tracy Porter was because of the pick six for the New Orleans Saints that helped them win the Super Bowl. I think back to Bob Sanders and the plays that he made in, in that Super Bowl run in 06 with the Colts. And you think of these different role players that step up at the time when they're needed. Not only do the Browns have the stars on this defense, but they have the right pieces around them. The right players to fit into the right holes, the right puzzle pieces to form that picture. And that's where I go ahead and I look at this season and the way that this has turned the different bumps in the road, and how this has all turned out. And how every single punch the Browns have gotten, they've gotten back up and they've gotten better. When have we been able to say that for a Browns team, period? Punch after punch after punch, and they've come back stronger. And again, Nathan mentioned it in his interview with Carmen and Lima this morning. You can listen to it on the Odyssey app. This team and their locker room are so close and tight-knit. So as fans, why not us? Again, I'm Mac Robinson filling in for JP here tonight. You're on Overtime here on 923. The fan you guys can tweet at me, at MacRobinson95 on X. And, of course, coming up, we have Jared Mueller of Dogs by Nature on via SB Nation. And also we have Evan Damerel following the Cavs game tonight. Cavs taking on the Wizards. And he will be joining me at 11, Evan Damerel of right down Euclid. But, again, I want to hear from you. 216-474-0092. The Browns postseason run. Where are you at with your mentality as we head towards the postseason? 923 The Fan. Robinson back on the fan. 92.3 the fan. Dom on the board. We got Mackenzie Flume on updates here tonight. Dom, I will never, I will never be upset at this bed. This is my ringtone for various years. Now it's the Pokemon. No, it was the Pokemon theme song, but now it's uh, college football. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I respect Dude, it. This song wakes me up in the morning sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I respect it for a ringtone. Oh, man. Cavs in action here right now uh, at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Romo Fijo for short. But Cavs taking on the Washington Wizards here tonight. We were talking about the, the Cleveland Browns here and the fact that, you know, everybody talks about all these different teams that are going that that are going to the postseason at this point. And, you know, maybe looking at the Browns as, oh, well, that that's that Cinderella story. That said, you know, it's it's very it's very Hollywood. You know, there's a lot of different movies that you could write up a script about. And the Browns look like they're straight out of a Hallmark Channel film. But I look at it in the way that this Browns team is built. I just, I think that for Browns fans, I think that it's okay to take the why not us attitude. Why not this team? And yesterday, uh, Albert Breer hopped on with Nick and Dustin, and, you know, Albert, very knowledgeable guy as, as well, of course, MMQB, he had this to say about, are the Browns just a Cinderella team? Oh, it's not just a Cinderella story. I don't think that at all. Like, I don't think they're going to win a championship. But, like, I think, again, like, a lot of it rides on, like, what happens with Deshaun Watson after this year. But if you can get Deshaun Watson close to what he was in Houston, you know, then you've got a quarterback who's still in his 20s, signed long-term, and a really talented team around him. You know, so I think, if anything, like, this could be a jumping-off point for a lot of things in Cleveland. Like, I, I think it's a Cinderella story because of the circumstances that they're in. But, like, you know, the bottom line is, when you talk about the tackles, and the quarterback and the safeties like these guys are all like replacing really good players and those players like their careers aren't over you know so like I think you know like what this does for you is it it shows you like the resilience of the group it's a great 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 culture building exercise going through this and I think you come back next year with sky high expectations and so I don't view this as a a Cinderella story I think this is like sort of a reflection of the job that that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have done building things up over the last four years and that's not just like putting players in the roster either it's like the kinds of guys you have in the roster and the, the resilience of the group so I don't I don't really even view it as a as a Cinderella story I think it's more just a story of resilience and maybe a little window into where the Browns could be going and that's the point that I think is interesting here is that this is a team that's come together that this has rallied together this is a team that they've gone through adversity they've gone to war together blood sweat tears they've gone through it on the field and now you're getting ready for a postseason run where everybody's counting you out because you got Joe Flacco that's going to be going back on dad duty in about you know six weeks if it go if it all goes well. So this is a team that's coming together. This isn't just a final story. This isn't just the end of it. You know, I I've I heard callers call in yesterday and again two one six four seven four double zero ninety two number to jump in. There were callers calling yesterday saying, oh, you know, Deshaun Watson, the way that he was playing, it was, it was okay, it was good. I think some of that gets watered down a little bit, and I'm not even going to get into the Flacco versus Watson discussion, but I think that this is a potential jumping-off point for the rest of this team because coming together at this point, this is a team that's been that's rallied around each other, and... Full disclosure, I, I 
I work with the Browns radio network. And so I'm in the booth with Jim and Nathan and all those guys. And just being around the team this year, especially, you can feel some of that, some of those good vibes coming around. And and you feel just a different sense in the air when it comes to this team. And so being able to see all of that, and it's not just the players too, it's the rest of the team. And especially, you know, and not even just some of the, not even just some of the, some of the way that these guys have come together too when it comes to adversity on the field, but also look at some of the trips that they've gone on this year. You know, you you dealt with the, you had the Greenbrier in the preseason going over to Philadelphia. These guys have been around each other going over to L.A. after the Denver loss and then going and facing the Rams. Now, obviously, you didn't get a win in either of those games, but still, you had those guys around you. You had your brothers there with you. And going through those meetings, going through that prep and being around each other, it made it closer and made that bond that much stronger. I think that when it comes to this team, especially going into the postseason, you got to have the mindset, if you're a fan, of just why not us? And to to jump off with that as well, you know, you're getting players that are coming back a little bit healthier here and there. You're getting guys like Obo Okoronkwo. You know, he's all of a sudden, I, I thought he was lost for the year. Like everybody, like everybody else did with the reports. And now he's practicing. And you could see just from the video on the Brown social media. And again, those those guys do a great job over there. But, you know, Obo dancing, singing along with his with his teammates, with the guys on the defensive line, they're enjoying it. They're enjoying it. They're having fun. They're having the good vibes going around. That's what you love to see. And it's that kind of a brotherhood that's being built. And that's why seeing some of these guys that have come together and seeing the way that these guys have, as the season's gone on, become even, have those bonds become even stronger. I mean, hell, this time last year, we're talking about Jadevian Clowney throwing a guy under the bus. You're throwing a Miles Garrett under the bus. Basically being told, don't even show up to the last game. Now you have a chance to potentially knock him out in the postseason. Again, number to jump in, 216-474-0092. Let's go ahead and go to the phones. Steve in Cleveland, you're up next here on The Fan. How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. How about you? I'm doing great, brother. Living the dream. What you got for me? So I wanted to comment and, and agree with you guys about, you know, you know, is this a fantasy year for us to think that we can make the postseason and go, you know, take it all the way? As far as I'm concerned, I, you know, we have just as much chance as any of the other teams that are out there, especially with having the number one defense in the league and, and having Flacco throwing for over 300 yards a game. We're starting to produce and produce numbers and produce them fast. Uh, I mean, I realize we got some injuries out there, but with, even with the injuries, we're still able to get those numbers on the board. I worry sometimes about our ability to close the game because we can come out like a lion in the second half becomes a little bit troublesome. And going against teams like Baltimore or, you know, going against even if we get into the, you know, the Super Bowl and we're playing against teams like the 49ers, you can't let up in that second half, you know. Uh, that second half has got to be your toughest, toughest part of the game for you. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. And, and I think that's where, you know, in the second half especially, 
I think that when you get into that postseason environment, having those veterans there to kind of calm you down a little bit, I think that they have that best balance, the best of both worlds in that sense. You know, and so is it an unreachable goal for us? I don't think it's unreachable. Uh, do we have, you know, quite a bit of competition out there? I mean, if you look at uh, the AFC and the NFC, I mean, you, you know, there's teams that still haven't clinched their playoff berth or, or, or their uh, uh, wild card yet. If you look down at, you know, with the Buccaneers and the Saints, they, they're still on the hunt. you got the Pittsburgh Steelers still on the hunt. You know, obviously Cincinnati's out. You know, our, our game coming up this weekend, which I'll be at down in Cincinnati. There we go. Uh, you know, they're... they're they're, uh, uh, you know, they're really not playing for a whole lot there, other than trying to finish their season out with a twelve and five, or, or you know, the, the Bengals trying to just, you know, clean up and save a little bit of face with the injuries and the, the, you know, the things that have happened to them. Uh, I mean, without Joe Burrow, though, you know, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow's the whole team, but he's a big dynamic on why they're having so much trouble. Steve, thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I appreciate your time, and I, I appreciate uh, you guys being out there at nighttime. I'm, I'm patrolling the streets just listening to you, and I and I agree with a lot of what you guys are talking about. I, I think uh, go Browns and give Flacco a shot. And, and truth be told, if, if and, and I hate to say this, and, I, and a, lot, a lot of folks in Cleveland will disagree with me, but if Watson didn't uh, uh, you know make it to next year's roster, I wouldn't be upset because I, I think Flacco and DTR and, and, and the like, they got the opportunity to build upon some young guys that can do a really good job for us. I hear you, Steve. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you listening while you're going around here downtown. Thank you so much. And you know, to your last comment, obviously with the – uh, Watson contract, it's very tough to get out of that too, but also at the same time, given Flacco's age too, that's an entirely different conversation. And honestly, one that I, I, I'm going to table until you know we get through this postseason run because I know that's going to open up a lot of different things here to talk about, but I'm going to hold off on that for a bit. But let's go back to the phones. And Bobby, you're up next year on 923 The Fan. Bobby, how are you doing? Great. We're not going to hold off about talking about that. So uh, close your eyes for a second and, you know, the Browns play like the Browns have been playing the past three, four weeks. Offense is humming. Defense is humming. Okay. I mean, the Browns are arguably top three team in the, in the league right now. Um, there's nobody in the AFC that scares me. We beat the Ravens already once. They don't scare me. We win the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco's just ripping it, parades, all that good stuff. You're, you're telling me that Joe Flacco is not on our roster come week one? And wasn't there a report that Deshaun Watson's shoulder – uh, if he took one more hit to it, his shoulder was going to explode. There was, um, it, again, that's what he was trying to, uh, there were reports that he was trying to come back and try to see if he could play through it, but they said that if he did not get the surgery at that time, then there was potential for him to have further injury damage to yeah. his shoulder. Yeah, well, um, I'm sure you've had injuries in your day. Um, I. I don't know. Uh, there needs to be some serious thought. Um, if Flacco takes us even far into the playoffs, um, there's a real scenario where he's our starting quarterback come week one next year. No, and Bobby, I appreciate the call. I, I think that it's it's something that needs to, that will be discussed, I'm sure. And, and I'm going to be interested to see how that develops here throughout the offseason. You know, we'll talk about that coming up with Jared Mueller of Dogs by Nature, SB Nation coming up at 9 o'clock. But Again, for the Browns, I feel like it's that why not us attitude, thanks in part to Joe Flacco and the way that he's played. And coming up next, Miles 
versus Flacco, who's more important in a postseason run. Mac Robinson in for Jonathan Peterlin here on Overtime on 92.3 The Fan. Mac Robinson in for Jonathan Peterlin here on Overtime on 92.3 The Fan. Ohio State has a new starting quarterback in Will Howard. Nick Willison and Spencer German break down the addition with the Kansas State announcer Matt, Matt Walters on the new Sons of the Shoe plus the latest on the offensive line visits from the portal. Follow Sons of the Shoe on 923thefan.com, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcast. We've been talking Browns here and, of course, the why not us attitude, but as we head towards the postseason, obviously Browns still playing the Cincinnati Bengals, led by Jeff Driscoll on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Of course, we'll be able to listen to the Bud Light Tailgate show here on 92.3 The Fan. But looking ahead at the postseason here, I I was listening to Brian Billick join the afternoon show today, and they got Dustin asked him a really good question, which was, you know, who could potentially have more of an impact or whose impact means more for the Browns' success in the postseason? Joe Flacco or Miles Garrett? Certainly, Miles Garrett is going to be a huge factor because to have that dominant pass rusher, particularly in a playoff environment where that one sack or that one pressure you get on the quarterback makes all the difference in the world. But obviously, we're talking about some elite quarterbacks now, too. So, And we've seen what Cleveland and, and I think Coach Tabansky has done a phenomenal job when you're talking about the quarterbacks they've had to go through. But now that you've got one that seems to be in rhythm, he's got the pedigree, he's got the confidence, people are excited about it. It's hard not to go. I think if they make their way to the championship and make it to the Super Bowl, taking nothing away from Miles Garrett because he's going to be a big factor, it's going to be hard to overlook what Joe Flacco did to get there. And that I completely agree with Brian Billick here. Because when it comes to that postseason run, that defense is going to be fantastic. And again, I'm not even taking anything away from Miles Garrett here, but with the impact that he has, it's obviously monumental. But for the offense, having somebody like Joe Flacco, who, again, if he gets if he gets the win on the road. He'll become the winningest quarterback on the road in NFL history. He's been that good, and he's that experienced in that. So he's the perfect guy that you want for this. And for the Browns, on defense, you still have Zadarius Smith. Alex Wright's been coming into his own in December especially. Uh, the defensive back room between you know, the law firm of, Newsom, uh, of Ward, Newsom, and Emerson. And then you've still got Juan Thornhill with his Super Bowl experience back there. Ronnie Hickman, don't tell me that he's been an undrafted free agent. He's not playing like it. And then DeAnthony Bell has still been playing well back there as well. I mean, even there's still a a chance that you might get to see Grant Delpit this postseason too. There's so much, and I almost forgot Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa and Steone Takitaki. So, with how well these guys have been playing, yes, Myos has a lot of success with that because of how quick he's able to get to the quarterback and how he's able to blow up plays constantly. 
defense is still loaded in its own right. For Joe Flacco and the dip from Joe Flacco to what we saw from P.J. Walker, yeah, Joe Flacco is going to be more important. And especially because I, I've thought throughout this season with the way that the Browns have played, and especially with how good that defense is and the players like Amari Cooper and David Njoku that are able to catch the ball and run with it, you just need decent quarterback play. Do I need you to be a world beater? No. Do I need you to be Patrick Mahomes? No, but it sure would be nice. But at the same time, if you go ahead and are able to give me decent quarterback play, Browns should win. If you take care of the football and you play Good, if you have good quarterback play at that point, decent to good quarterback play without turning the ball over, fantastic. Browns are going to go far. But with how well Joe Flacco has been playing and the turnovers that he has had, I will give Nick that. He does have a, he does have a lot of interceptions. But if you take out the self-inflicted wounds, the fumbles, all of a sudden this Browns offense is cooking with gas. And you saw it in the first half against the Jets. Granted, the Jets' offense is terrible. But you still were able to put up numbers on that defense. That is very talented. So I look at this Browns, this Browns team and who it could be more val- who is more valuable in a postseason run. Miles Garrett or Joe Flacco? For me, it's Joe Flacco. You can tweet at me, at MacRobinson95, number to call in, 216-474-0092. Miles is the odds-on favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. And, and he's having the best season of his career, which is really saying something. And yet, Andrew Barry has done well enough to build around this defense and build up this defense because of how just how bad and how misused they were last year. To have them go from pretty awful to historic? The defense can hold their own. But with Joe Flacco on the offensive side, Joe Flacco makes a, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Super Bowl run possible. So when I look at this team especially and seeing the seeing these two, not only would I would I think that Joe Flacco is more important to have it, it would not only do I think that Joe Flacco is more not only do I think that Joe Flacco needs to have a more important impact here, and do I think he's more important for a potential Super Bowl run? I think that Joe Flacco also gives the Browns an edge that most teams and most people are overlooking a bit here. And it's the experience that you have in the postseason. Because not only does he, has he gotten the job done, 
and I mentioned it a little bit, he's gotten it done on the road. And from the first drive that he took with the L.A. Rams, granted, I'm used to seeing poor quarterback play. I grew up with watching Colt McCoy, Seneca Wallace, Brady Quinn. I'm not going to run down the list. You guys see the jersey. I look at this team, and I look at Joe Flacco. The first drive that he took in L.A., it was like, oh, so that's what it looks like. Oh, so that's what it's like to have somebody put together a drive that you're able to waltz down the field, be methodical with your play calling, able to get the job done, and get in the end zone. That's what it looks like. Joe Flacco has had a poise and a calmness about him that for a team that's been young and obviously hungry, but... They hadn't had that postseason experience other than the game in Pittsburgh and the game in uh, in Kansas City. The veterans that have come in have helped counterbalance this. Between Joe Flacco, I mentioned earlier, Shelby Harris is another one. And, you know, Juan Thornhill, another one on defense. These guys have been there. These guys have done that. They've made those deep runs. They know what it takes. An underrated one, Deron Harmon. After Grant Delpit went down, was placed on IR, Browns pick him up. You know, in an interview, he had talked about the fact that he chose the Browns over over San Francisco. They come to Cleveland. And Nathan Zagura mentioned it with Penn and Lima this morning. And again, you can listen to that on the Odyssey app. But he had mentioned the fact that Harmon, who has been on a Super Bowl-winning team with Tom Brady, he came out and said the fact that, and said to the team that this this is one of the most special locker rooms that he has been in, period. And the togetherness that this team has and the way that they fight for each other, this group is special. And that's where I take a look at this team and see what sets it apart. The Buffalo Bills, yeah, they're very talented. You've also had Stefan Diggs not show up for a few days. The the mess that is Sean McDermott. And Josh Allen, one week he's fantastic. The other week the fans want to trade him. They're a mess. The Dolphins have crashed down. Kansas City Chiefs, again, Pat Mahomes is fantastic, but everybody else can't catch a cold. The teams are vulnerable. And as the season's gone along, you've seen some teams that have kind of broken apart a little bit. You've seen cracks at the seams. The Browns, cool, calm, and collected. You've seen them beat the Jaguars. Again, you saw what they did coming back against the Bears, beating the Jets. And granted, no C.J. Stroud, but that first-team defense didn't allow a single point. This Browns team is different. This Browns team is together. And this Browns team is built for success 
in January and February. I'm going to get the answers, and I want to hear from Jared Mueller of Dogs by Nature and SB Nation. He's going to join me next right here on 923 The Fan. Number to jump in, 216-474-0092. Again, Mac Robinson in for Jonathan Peterlin right here on Overtime. 923 The Fan.